Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano currently ministering at Meros Park, Seventh-day Adventist Church, as well as Sinai, Seventh-day Adventist Church Company here in South Australia. Friends, I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we discuss from Scripture and as we wrestle with uh, important questions. And this week alone, we have been covering the theme, uh, manipulation, sorry, the Bible, manipulation and the rise of cults. The topic in particular for today is, does God want believers to withdraw from society? Uh, it seems like that is the uh, issue with more than, uh, most uh, cults. They want to withdraw you from society. So we'll wrestle with that question. Does God want believers to withdraw from society? There are so many views and beliefs today, as well as many denominations, and some teach this, some teach that, and uh, we are bombarded with a lot of information, but yet we have one Bible. So we will turn to that Bible and only follow what does saith the Lord, what the Bible alone has to say, what God's Word alone has to say as our guide. We want to find out from scripture alone because scripture is the only faithful guide in fact the psalmist said hey it is the light unto our path and so friends we'll be looking into that uh, today as we explore that question and so keep in mind in particular that we have been covering uh, the theme the bible manipulation and the rise of cults throughout the whole week so there's a lot which uh, we have covered throughout this week and uh, if you are interested you can go to uh, www.faithfm.com.au and just look for the big Q&A program otherwise known as the drive time program and you'll be able to follow the previous uh, presentations there they are all recorded and left there uh, online for you to browse and listen at your leisure so once again, the question is, in particular for tonight, does God want believers to withdraw from society? We have a faithful student of the Bible in the studio today, Pastor Hugh Heenan. How are you, Pastor Hugh? Oh, I'm very well, my brother. How's it going with you, Fabiano? I am well, yes. and I'm praising the Lord. <laughs> Praise yeah, God. It's good yeah. to be together again. And Amen. Uh, we have so much Amen. fun here on the program, and I'm yes. sure I hope that our listeners feel very much the same, and right. we're looking forward to really digging the depths of this topic, because yes. it's a very important one, oh, and yeah. that is, you know, when we become a follower of Jesus, yeah. when we start to fall, fall into the way of His way of being and His life, Yes. Um, what does that begin to look like? Mm. Uh, how does that differ from what I, the way I maybe used to live before? How That's is it right. the same in some respects as to how I lived before? Because you yeah. don't change in terms of uh, your innate um, personality. Yeah. You certainly wouldn't hope so because <laughs> that's how God not. made yes, you to be yes, anyway. Yes. That's right. Um, but, uh, but there will be some changes. And one of the big yeah. questions in people's minds sometimes is this question you've just raised. And that yes. is, do I withdraw? Oh, uh, yeah. Entirely from what used to be or from the world, or, mm. or do I engage with the world perhaps right. in a new and different way? So, really yeah. important question. That's definitely. In fact, you know, I can, I was, I was even thinking to what degree, how far, you know, where do I draw the line? So I can imagine there will be a lot of questions in our listeners, uh, uh, heads at the moment as we, as they think about this topic, but quite an interesting topic. Now, Pastor Hugh, there might be people listening for the first time. Uh, where are you ministering from? Uh, like you, I have a pastoral heart, and okay. of course, I know that you're you're ministering uh, in a couple of very important churches here in Adelaide, <laughs> right. and um, with beautiful people. And I yeah. also have the same joy. And uh, one of those is at Trinley Gardens, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's a it's a wonderful church there, one ninety six Port Rush Road. If you want to come check us out sometime and wonderful. spend some time together in the Word and yes. uh, in fellowship. Uh, and the other one is another another beautiful congregation of people, a church plant. It's yes. been planted the last uh, uh, what well, really just last year. Mm, uh, so wow. it's, a, it's a baby church. Hey. 
and it's growing, and it's a it's a fun uh, place to be because it's always constantly uh, uh, changing and growing as time mm. goes on. And wow. uh, part of that change is the new people, yes. the beautiful new people that God's yes. leading into that church family. And yes. so that's uh, Faith Adventist Center there in Mawson Lakes, Wonderful. also here in Adelaide. Wonderful. Now, and you've got a couple of churches too, haven't oh, you? Oh, yes, Melrose Park. Uh, we are there at one uh, twenty three Edward Street in Melrose Park and Sinai's, uh, you know, which is uh, composed of the, we could say, the majority are pretty much a people from the African background. Uh, but Sana is actually hiring a hall there at, um, uh, in Devon Park, uh, the, from the communities of Hope. So hey, at any of the Adventist churches around, uh, Australia, South Australia, uh, wherever you might be, feel free to come and, uh, you know, worship with us, visit. We, we love to engage with people and to connect with people and, uh, and that will be lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear that you are planning a program, a special program for this season at, uh, at uh, the church plant. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Yes, uh, in fact, at, at both congregations. Uh-huh. So, so um, at the church plant itself, we, uh, as you will be aware, um, yeah. you know, we worship on on Saturday, the yes. seventh day of the week. Thus, yes. the name, you know, Seventh Day Adventists. That's right. Uh, you know, we we worship on the seventh day Sabbath of the Bible. Amen. Uh, and also <laughs> at the same time, we look forward to the second coming of Jesus, the second yes. Advent. And, yes. Uh, yes. So there's something very special about this. Advent season, this mm. this uh, time where we remember the first Advent as we look forward to the second. Yes, uh, but also the fact that it's uh, uh, Christmas Day this year is going to be on Sabbath, hey. and and so yes, we'll be uh, having a, a very much a Christmas service. Yes, uh, there at uh, Mawson Lakes at the Denison Center. Wonderful, uh, and of course I don't have to tell you what date that is. Everyone <laughs> knows what date that is. Yes, um, December twenty five. But uh, afterwards we're having a community meal, a bit of a barbecue, Wonderful. bit of a. Um, a series of salads and yeah. uh, and uh, picnic style, so uh, everyone can join in and have a whole lot of fun there. And now at Trinity Gardens, much the same. We have yeah. a, a very special Christmas service, uh, yes. and that's at 10 a.m. Normally we get underway at 11. We just couldn't wait, so we uh, burst out of our skins and said, let's start at 10. Mm. Uh, and uh, then afterwards, uh, yes. folk are going to uh, you know, then uh, go and continue to celebrate uh, the fact that uh, God yes. became man. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, God is with us. Amen. And uh, through Jesus Christ. And uh, do that in respective homes. And so it's going to be a very special day. Family, fun, faith. That's good. That's wonderful. Hey, I'd just like to, I guess, inform those who are listening from Adelaide that this coming Saturday, the 4th of December, there is also at 1.30 p.m., 1.30 1.30 p.m. There will be a live music concert being performed inside the Botanical Gardens. Oh, beautiful place. Sounds good. You want to be there. Exactly. And so, you know, there will be a musical concert. And uh, feel feel free to come along and uh, and just enjoy yourself. And, and this is being organized by a uh, an organization called ADRA, uh, Adventist Development and Relief Agency, I believe. That's yes. Right. That's All right. right. So, and I would like to encourage as much as you can to actually come and bring along a picnic lunch and enjoy the afternoon there, one thirty p.m. And so, let me just in, let you know, or at least share with you, I should say, some of the developments you know around the world. Mm. And I was just you know browsing once again uh, on the Guardian uh, website this time. It's a news outlet, theguardian.com. Uh, I found an interesting article, and this was talking about a gentleman, a minister, who is trying to create a theocracy. Now, a theocracy is a, a, a system where God rules and pretty much, you know, yeah, controls, you know, even the, even the, the, the rules of what happens and what doesn't happen in, in, in the civil, uh, structures, uh, of society. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, and I just took these two paragraphs actually, and this is what it says. A Guardian investigation has revealed that a controversial church whose leader has openly expressed the ambition of creating a theocracy in America has accumulated significant influence in the city of Moscow, Idaho. Christ Church has a stated goal, and I quote, to make Moscow a Christian town. Wow. And public records, interviews, and open source materials online uh, uh, online show how its leadership has extended its power and activities in the town. Should the Christian church seek to, ev- these are now my questions. 
maybe we can wrestle with this together as we think about this uh, uh, this uh, minister's uh, uh, ambitious uh, goals, which I believe, you know, we do need to spread the gospel. The Bible says uh, um, uh, it is the good news that Jesus saves, uh, and I believe that's good. Um, but thinking about this idea of creating a theocracy, uh, should we as a Christian church seek to uh, create a theocracy? And I don't know, um, should we... Yeah, what what are your thoughts um, about what this gentleman is trying to do? Uh, obviously, uh, there are some things that I think we can all agree on. The fact that he wants to evangelize. I believe that's a noble thing to do. Um, but when you think about a theocracy, uh, Pastor Hugh... What, what thoughts, what comes to your mind? Well, yeah, look, uh, what, what thoughts do come to your mind? I, mm. I'd be very interested to know the thoughts of our listener on that one. That's right. Uh, because yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sure there's a, quite an array of different uh, perspectives on this. Um, mm. Look, here, here's my perspective, just for what it's worth. Uh, yes. for, for, I guess for starters, yes. uh, let's just bear in mind what you quoted, and that was that The Guardian said that, uh, that this is stemming from, or at least that uh, this has been gleaned from, open source material that's uh, readily available online, etc., etc. It sounds <laughs> like someone who is who has uh, found all this material from a great distance away. That's right. You know, maybe they that's found right. it when they were in London mm. uh, about someone in a local church in Moscow. What state was that? Uh, it's Idaho? In, is, yeah, in Idaho. Idaho. That's right. Okay, mm. yeah. Yeah, good potatoes from there. So, <laughs> all right. Um, you know, the, the, the fact is that uh, I, I've learned over the years not yes. to comment too closely on the activity of pastors in other churches, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe you've learned that too, mm. um, because right. uh, uh, you know I, I know of stories yeah. uh, that have been run by major uh, newspapers, national newspapers uh, yes. back in New Zealand about uh, pastors of other denominational churches who whom I happen to have known. I knew their churches, yeah. you know, different churches, different denominations, but in the same city, and uh-huh. uh, uh, and I've known that there, there has been a. a Quite a series of misrepresentations. So uh-huh. I guess the first thing I'd say would be I'd, I'd speak with a great deal of caution. Yes. But, but if yes. if it is the case uh-huh. that uh, that our brother is wanting to start a theocracy. Yes. Uh, and if it is if as its phrase as you as you put it and correct me if I'm wrong he's yes. saying he wants to he wants to set up a theocracy. Well, That's I right. have a problem with that because yes. if he's the one setting up a theocracy, he's making himself out to be God. Mm. Um, and, and the great thing about the Old Testament yes. uh, was that the theocracy back there was set up by God. That's right. It wasn't That's right. set up by a man. Yes. 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 Uh, God involved Moses and others. That's right. But it was God who set up the theocracy. Yeah. Uh, and the problem became when man wanted to set up his own system. Mm. And so uh, God said, now, hang on, <clears throat> if you want to have a king over you, <laughs> then be be, be aware, be yep. yeah, because he's going to want to have, or yep. he's going to tax you heavily. He's going to want to have your sons for war. He's going to have your daughters for uh, productivity around the place. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to marry them all off to his his sons, the princes, <laughs> maybe to himself as well. Yes. He's, he's, he's wanting to. He's going to want to uh, uh, requisition all of your talents and your skills That's and right. your possessions. That's right. Uh, and you will rue the day when you chose a, a fallible human being to be your king over you. Mm. Um, far better for. Uh, for you to to trust in God, who's always got your back, who's always uh, got that uh, unbiased uh, and uh, and very much uh, a uh, very much interested in your welfare, yes. and not just uh, in his own selfish ambitions. That's right. Uh, as as opposed to um, you know, a fallible human being who tends to be wired that way due mm. to sin. So. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be my caution. Would yeah. be, you know, is is the story really true? Uh, <laughs> if, if the story is true, then uh, yeah, there's probably some issues there with studying a theocracy. I think we can be, we can praise God mm. for living in a democracy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, mind you, if I was to be in a theocracy, yes, um, uh, I think it would be one run by Fabiano because you know uh, Fabiano gets me, <laughs> right. he, comes, he gets me to come in here with a with a bow tie and suspenders on each week, and uh, uh, you know, and 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 because of that. Um, yeah, look, I think he's the right person to be my my great leader. Um, no, I'm kidding, of course. No self-respecting uh, no, person would wear suspenders not. without also wearing uh, the appropriate headwear. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. No, no, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. all laden hosen. Uh, no, 
theater of the mind stuff, folks. Don't don't uh, don't take don't be taken in there. Um, <laughs> right, I'm right, just right. pointing out something though, mm, and that is that mm. that uh, we need to be careful Amen. whom we have yes. over yes. us That's right. as mentors, as leaders in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabiano is a great leader. He's he's a great pastor, <laughs> and you're a great leader too. <laughs> <laughs> but but by the same token, it's one of the reasons I'm so glad to belong to this particular church that that we are mm. part of, yeah. and that is that we make decisions collectively. Amen. It's not by Amen. Uh, an authoritarian, right. um, autocratic, mm. singular point of reference. It's just yes. the whim and the will of one individual. I think that's where we get ourselves into that's problems, right. and and that's where a theocracy can go can get uh, thugly and ugly. If it is created by man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I think too, um, just building on to what you're saying, we also recognize that the body is of Christ, and Christ is the head of the church, and so, mm. um, you know, no person uh, seeks to and they shouldn't, if, if there are, uh, to put themselves above any other, um, and, uh, and seek to create certain systems. Once again, we, you know, we don't have the proof as to whether this gentleman is trying to do so. Um, uh, but that just the, in, just the idea alone, though, was quite interesting. Yes, uh, yes, but, um, yeah, but, you know, we believe that God, you know, God, or let me put it this way, Jesus is the head of, of the church. And, uh, and yes, if he was to create a theocracy, hey, it would be, if, if, if God is doing it, then, then I'm for it. But if a human being is trying to create it, mm, that could be something. <laughs> but you know, this plugs right into the topic of today, this idea of the cult. There's all in a cult, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, there's always going to be a person, uh, of whom everyone is following. And, uh, and, uh, what he says is what they follow. And, um, I can think of a few, uh, stories in mind already. Uh, isn't, isn't that correct? With the cult is mostly, uh, like a, a figure, uh, at the center of it? Yeah, cults do tend to have, um, some sort of figurehead, someone that they look to, that they admire, that's very right. charismatic. Right. Um, someone that, uh, is, uh, when they speak, people tend to, to listen and, and, uh, and hang on every word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that can be good and it can be bad. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And, of course, cults, we, we tend to use cult as a very pejorative term these days. But, right. of course, in its original meaning, a cult was, in actual point of fact, uh, just simply a, a group right. that, um, <clears throat> that followed a particular way of belief and of thinking. And, okay. and you know, originally, Christianity was considered a cult <laughs> or, a, <laughs> right. or a sect because uh, you know, it, it followed the same scriptures. It worshipped the same God as, mm. as our fellow uh, Jewish brothers yes, and sisters. Yes. And, so, uh, and so it was considered by the Romans yes. as being simply another, another cult, another sect right, uh, within Judaism. Right, right, right. Uh, but of course, as time went on, uh, it became clear yes. uh, that uh, this was, yes, uh, very closely associated with the Jewish faith. Right. And at the same time, was uh, was distinct in and of itself because it it it, uh, uh, it focused Christianity focuses upon Christ as the Messiah, Amen. as Mashiach. And, wow. Uh, so so yes, um, we, we could say very pejoratively and uh-huh. in a very derogatory way that hey, look, oh, there's a cult, you know, <laughs> because maybe it's the church down the road, mm. um, or maybe it's mm. not my church, or maybe it's a church or a group that I don't particularly like or mm. that, I, that I disagree with. Yes. Or, okay. or, or maybe it's just. Uh, um, uh, maybe it's just a group I don't understand, yeah. uh, and so I'm just going to label them with the term cult. Mm. Um, but um, so, so perhaps it is that that cult is not always uh, yeah. what it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, but in the in the modern sense, uh-huh. uh, yeah, cult. Uh, sad to say, there've been some very destructive cults yeah. out there where there has been that one individual who has dominated and controlled and, and consequently quite often, sadly, may have even abused uh, followers and, uh, uh, because of their own fallibilities and frailties. Interesting. You know, I was just going to say, Hey, you're giving out a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's going to be part of, uh, an, uh, a study. And there's a lot definitely that we'll be oh, good. Uh, asking. And so maybe before we even dig much deeper into this topic, let us pray and ask and invite the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to lead us and guide us so we may understand what the Holy Spirit would like, you know, would say to each one of us as we study together. So let us pray together. Father in heaven. Creator of heaven and earth, you who is, who was, and is to come, the great I am, honor and glory be to your name. Father, we are thankful and grateful for this wonderful opportunity once again to study together, to engage with scripture, uh, and to learn um, under this uh, question of which we are wrestling with today. Father, we are asking for clarity. 
uh, wisdom, understanding, and for your guidance. And be with those who have tuned in, Father. We pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will give them a fuller understanding of your will as well. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So before we get deeper into the study, before we plunge deep into it, I would like to just uh, share with a listener that uh, we do have a free giveaway. It is a book called Bible Answers Mega Book. There's a lot of um, questions being answered in this book. And it is one that you would like to get hold of if you are able to. Uh, and uh, in fact, last time I read, I believe, it, you know, the... Uh, the information about the book say that apparently there are about how many questions? Let me just double check that. About 923. Wow. Life's toughest questions Ooh. that are being answered in this book. So this, this will be quite a read. Just, you know, going through these questions and just, I guess, finding out what people are mm-hmm. wrestling with. And so if you're interested in getting that free offer, uh, please do send in, uh, your code word SA27 to this following number 04888801. Once you do that, the Faith FM giveaway board will reply asking for your details. So please do send in that text code word, which is SA27, SA as in South Australia and the number 27. Once again, the number is 04888801. So friends, let us come to a song and then immediately after we, uh, uh, listen to the song, we will, um, we will come and study this great and wonderful theme. And, uh, I just love the song we are about to, uh, uh, play, but hey, enjoy and, uh, we'll be right back.
welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and our regular co-host here in the studio is Pastor Hugh Heenan. Once again, we are very thankful and uh, glad to have Pastor Hugh in the studio. Uh, he is a dedicated student of the Bible, a minister of the gospel, and I believe we'll learn a lot from him today. Our theme for this week has been the Bible manipulation and the rise of cults. However, we are focusing on this following question under that same theme. Does God want believers to withdraw from society? Maybe let me ask Pastor Hugh the following question. What is a cult? Can you give us more understanding of what cult, what a cult is? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually, Fabiano, because I guess we have to- we, we've touched on that already a little bit, haven't we? But yeah. there is more that, we, that could be said. And I think on a very practical level, in terms of you know, where the rubber meets the road and, and what people should look out for when it comes to the negative uh, type of cult yes. um, is uh, or, or what is commonly be underst- being or become uh, what we understand uh, to be uh, a group that is uh, abusive or that's manipulative yes. uh, and is often called therefore a cult is that oftentimes we're talking about uh, a group where like we've said there's that one person who who leads out <clears throat> that everyone looks to who makes all the decisions uh, and who tends to uh, uh, determine what's going to happen within that within that group right. uh, to and, and determine uh, who's going to do what and when they're going to do it and so on mm. um, to the extent that people begin to lose uh, a, a loss of their own personal identity mm. of their own uh, volitionality they're able to make their own choices not so much anymore yeah. uh, maybe there's a, a cessation of uh, of critical inquiry uh, people aren't able to think critically anymore um, or to uh, weigh up different uh, points of view but there's only one view and that's that's the view of the uh, of the leader mm. um, maybe there's uh, and quite often this is the case it's, it's a bit like an abusive relationship it's a little bit like uh, where someone comes along and uh, yeah. they just uh, they maybe appear to be so interested in you and and everything's about about you and and they seem such a wonderful person and then before you know it uh, they've begun to isolate you Away wow. from the people that were closest to you, that you trusted the most, family and friends, um, mm. and uh, not for a good purpose, but uh, begin to do so, estranging you from others until they right. can begin to control you much more easily. Um, and, and then with that, uh, there can there can come a disinterest uh, in wider society or what's happening, uh, uh, perhaps in your. Uh, your old church or maybe amongst uh, previous fellow believers and you become very isolated from all these support structures that you perhaps once had before and and with that I've noticed yeah. over the years with in dealing with people who have been caught up in these sorts of uh, groups yes. is there there does tend to come a a deep sense of paranoia okay. with regards to the world right. and, and others outside of the group okay. no one is trustworthy outside of that little group mm. And, yeah. and once a person is able to break free from the little group, then they have trust issues on a far broader scale with oh, anybody wow. and everybody. Oh, wow. that, that can often uh, be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what I've also noticed is that uh, there's a tendency to try and keep people uh, awake for long, long periods of time and bombard them with a whole lot of information until they can't uh, work out which way is up, which way is down, <laughs> uh, and uh, begin to lose a sense of perhaps mm. reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's a few, a few pointers there. Um, but uh, then yeah. along with that can come some really um, really dark dark practices as such yeah. where <clears throat> um, there's all sorts of boundaries that are being crossed in terms of uh, personal ownership. Right. Uh, everything that was yours is no longer yours. It belongs right. to the leader uh, where perhaps there's a crossing of boundaries when it comes to relational purity, if, if you understand what I'm saying there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so on. And uh, uh, to the point where... The loyalty that's given to that one individual mm. uh, is is absolute, and there are no other considerations to really take into account, and, mm-hmm. and it can become a very mm-hmm. destructive, um, highly um, harmful yes. Uh, yes. experience for those who are caught up in uh, in such a destructive cult. Um, and so, these are some of the things we need to to look out for. Um, one of the great things, I think, if you're in a healthy church yes. community, mm-hmm. it's going to be one that's going to allow you to think for yourself. 
Amen. There's going to be that's one right. that's going to say, hey, look, here's the Bible. Let's look at it together. What do you make of it? Mm. Let's let's understand this together. What's the Bible saying? Yeah. And how do we apprehend it together? That's right. Uh, each individually and respecting each other's points of view and perspective mm. as we grow in a relationship with Christ and in, and in the scriptures themselves. Um, <clears throat> but also... Where decisions are made collectively, the, the decisions are not made uh, by just a, a collective few. Yeah. yeah. So these are some really important pointers. I think if people are, are listening to this uh, um, on their way home, or maybe um, you know you've given up all your possessions already because it belongs to the cult leader, and, and wow. you're thinking to yourself, "Hey, some of these pointers." Uh, sound a bit like what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. um, then would really encourage you to uh, to think about what's happening and find uh, someone outside of that group that you you have previously known and trusted, yeah, uh, and uh, that you know implicitly you you can continue to trust who who's a godly person, but uh, also simply with that a, a person loving person who has your best interest at heart, yes, and, and others like them, and and try to. Uh, uh, maybe get the help and support you need to to break free from uh, coercive uh, mm. and manipulative uh, uh, groups such as what we've just described. Wow, my heart really yeah. goes out to listeners that find themselves in that sort of a situation. Yeah, no, same here. I was just thinking as you were describing that. Wow, it must be a. Um, it's not the best place to be in, and um, it sounds it sounds like you're trapped. Mm. And and in a sense you are. Yeah. Um, it also sounds a bit dark, and um, you don't really have much freedom. And and Jesus is all about giving you freedom. There is freedom in Christ, and uh, as well as uh, you know um, the respect of dignity, and uh, you know the respect of uh, you as a person, because you are created in the image of God, and mm. and God and the Bible supports. Um, Freedom of choice, freedom to think for yourself, and all that. So, yeah, it sounds like there's a, mm. these are almost, maybe they are, yeah, they are two different worlds, really. But obviously, there might be degrees, um, you know, to uh, how far a person has gone. But yeah, that's, that is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And bearing in mind, of course, that one man's cult or one woman's cult is another's church <laughs> and vice interesting. versa. Yeah. You know, okay. it's a bit like yeah, the, yeah. the whole terrorist freedom fighter, okay. uh, you yeah. know, uh, paradigm. Yes. And, yes. and so uh, bear in mind that uh, um, not everything that's labeled as a cult is a cult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not everything labeled as a freedom loving, Bible based, uh, people caring church, mm. God honoring church is actually. Um, uh, such a thing. Yeah, so some, some, sometimes we have to just uh, take the time to think through, okay, yeah, yeah. which which is which here. Um, but if you do find yourself in mm-hmm. such a situation mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you are uh, being uh, so controlled yeah. uh, by such a group as as a cult, such as we've described, then uh, we'd really encourage you to to find some some assistance and help. And maybe that could be, um, maybe this is your only outlet here on the radio. You, you Possibly somehow listening yeah. to to us, and so we just mm. encourage you to uh, to to text us. What's that text? Uh, that yeah, the, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight. Eleven, mm. yeah, 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 or find find someone else that you trust, and Amen. if it's not us, <laughs> we understand, but we're sure that you do trust us. Yeah. We, we we would we we know that uh, uh, that you will entrust yourself into the hands of someone mm. uh, that uh, you believe to be a, a godly influence right. and and a loving person. And and uh, look, if that if that is uh, Fabiano, if that is myself, then we'd be more than happy to uh, yeah. to try and help you That's right. uh, in such a situation. But yeah. hey, look, one of the hallmarks of this okay. is with withdrawal that's right it's isolation yes Yes. Mm -hmm. and i think the question that you basically were asking there at the start was uh, um should christians withdraw from the world is that yeah yeah should they withdraw from the world Mm. society and um or even i guess on a personal level um level even anything that appears tainted you know should we just Mm. disconnect um What are your thoughts? Well, look, this is nothing new. Yeah, this mm. has been this has been around a long, long time. In fact, yeah. uh, if anything, if you go back, uh, it it started pre-Christian. Okay. Because you think about uh, the the Pharisees. 
um, they they were talking about you know people who are clean and who people who are unclean, people who yeah. fitted in, people who didn't fit in, the inner circle, the outer circle. Um, how dare you, Jesus, uh, eat and drink with uh, tax collectors and sinners? Um, and uh, and of course, uh, uh, this whole idea that uh, there are those that would taint us, or those who are uh, unholy, and there are those mm. who are the holy, those who are imperfect, and those who are perfect. It's actually quite a dividing line. Right and, and right, and really separating the church from the world to such yes. an extent that yes. the two never yes. meet, uh, and this is something which Jesus Himself personally yes. sought not to be, um, not not to fall into that trap, right. but rather instead He was always looking for ways to connect with people. Interesting. You know, he He came to seek and to save the lost. Yeah. Uh, he came not to condemn the world mm. because there's a certain condemnatory tone to that, isn't there? Or yes. Or, or sound to that when you're yes. su- suggesting that we should separate entirely from, from other that's people. Right, that's Actually, right. By extension, condemning them. Mm. Or maybe directly we are. Yes. And, and so Jesus <laughs> is really saying, hey, look, I didn't come uh-huh. to condemn the world, but to save the world. Yes. Um, and uh, in fact, he even gave his very own life that whomsoever, didn't matter who they were, believed mm-hmm. in him, yes. uh, would have everlasting life. That's right. Um, but even within the church itself, um, you go back to the early church, uh-huh. uh, there, there was a whole movement um, within the first few centuries of the Christian church that led people to want to move away from society. Mm. It was called the ascetic movement, right. uh, or, or, or commonly known as the movement of the Desert Fathers. Okay. And so the, these were people who said, hey, look, you know, I hear what Jesus says in the, in the Gospels, mm-hmm. and that is that... Uh, that uh, we should take up our cross and follow him, uh, <laughs> and we should leave behind those things that uh, that we once uh, uh, gave all of our time and attention, mm. uh, in fact, to the point where we almost worshipped things, yeah. and we should give up those things that once entrapped us in those addictive uh, ways and begin to to follow Christ in purity and follow him um, yes. in, in, in the freedoms that, that he gives. Mm. But <clears throat> they, they, at the same time, we're suggesting that to do that, we need to separate ourselves entirely away from society, go out into the right. desert somewhere, right. um, sell up everything that we own, uh, give the rest away to the poor. Nothing yes. wrong with those things in, innately or mm. intrinsically, but yes. um, it was an interesting move that they made. Right. Um, and part of it, and this is really quite intriguing to me, is that, and it maybe resonates with our listeners for today, Okay, and that is that the Christians back then, that were caught up in this movement, in fact, there were tens of thousands right. uh, who... Right. Right. Um, who <clears throat> were enamored with this idea of following some of these these uh, desert fathers into the desert, <clears throat> and they began to set up. It basically, almost became like a city in the desert in yeah. certain places in Syria and Egypt. Um, but part of the reasoning was in that uh, they saw that uh, church leaders were getting very cozy with the Roman state, right. and they were suggesting, "Hey, look, we we need to pull away here because we don't want to compromise right. with the world." Yeah. Um, we we want to set up this alternate Christian society, yeah. separate, <laughs> distinct, and apart. Right. Um, and, and there was this this real sense of doubt uh, and cynicism, even skepticism, you could say, towards this whole idea of religion and politics mm. you know, coming together. They could ever truly produce a, a Christian society. And so this whole yeah. idea that Christianity is to be spiritual, never never about the mundane, never about the everyday. <laughs> um, and uh, Living like the angels every day, isn't it? This is it. Yeah, so heavily <laughs> okay. minded, no earthly use sort of thing. Okay. Now, now, those communities, yes. um, they, they did many good things. Yes. Um, but... Maybe that resonates with some of us today because we're looking at the world around us. We're seeing how it's becoming so much more post-Christian, so, yeah. so to speak. Uh, we're seeing how the political scene, uh, where it's becoming quite toxic towards Christian leaders, yes. um, where many Christians find it very difficult to find a, a foothold within the within the political establishment, so to, and and be uh, honourable in uh, leaders of integrity and respected in, in as as Christians, um, and where Christianity is being. Um, sort of pushed off to the side more and more. Uh-huh. Um, and so many are sort of coming, I think, to the conclusion that maybe we should just separate away entirely. And uh, I know of quite a number of people yeah. uh, over the years who've said, look, uh, uh, let's just uh, leave the cities entirely. Let's just uh, leave what we we're doing before. Yes. Uh, let's uh, uh, go somewhere where we're far apart from everybody else and um, where we can be close to God uh, because then, if, as we're not so close to people, uh-huh. maybe we can get closer to God. Right, um, right. Now, there, there may be something to say for temporarily moving away from, uh, from, uh, from 
the pursuits that we once were engaged in right uh, as we get closer to the lord but yeah. to do so permanently uh, goes against the whole mission that Christ gave us originally. Um, and so there is, really is this, uh, this tightrope between those two things, yeah. if anything. Um, That's right. so, so really interesting question that you've asked there. Yes. Um, and uh, really deserving of, of closer attention, I think, because there is this tension that exists yes. in, within um, quite a number of Christians I've noticed. Mm. Uh, and that is, hey, hey look, I, I'm, uh, I'm not feeling quite so comfortable. Yes. Um, as yes. a member of society, yes. I want to pull away a little bit. Um, but at the same time, uh, Christ is calling me to, to mix and mingle and be salt and light within That's that right. community. That's right. Uh, so, uh, what's the answer to that question? Yeah. Mm. Can I, can I quickly read just a few texts? Yeah. And maybe you could even help us understand these texts. Um, because you're right. This is, this is relevant. Yes. And, uh, the world is changing. A lot of people have a lot of questions. As to what to do. Um, and this is in John 17 where Jesus says, um, I guess he also gives the answer in here. Uh, but, uh, for example, if you look at verse, um, uh, let's say 14, I have given them your word and the world, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you, as, and then obviously he continues. So you can see that. Um, Jesus alludes to this idea of being of the world, but not uh, living in the world, and, and but not being of the world. So maybe uh, you could speak uh, to that a little bit, because I think I think Jesus does give also an answer in there. Um, uh, I wonder whether a text like this can help, or maybe you might have even another one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that, that that is very true. You know, we, we are called by Jesus to be not. Of the world, but to be in the world. That's right. Uh, and and so yes, we need to be very much involved and engaged mm. in what's happening in the world around us. Yeah. You know, Jesus didn't come for just your personal salvation. Or That's mine, right. That's right. But really, rather instead, to restore uh, the entire uh, created universe uh-huh. uh, back to Himself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so was, the work of salvation is not just for me personally. It's not a selfish mm. endeavor. It's not for mm. me over in a corner. Mm. But rather, instead, it is for for all creation, That's right. for That's everybody. Right. That's right. Uh, that none should be lost, none should perish, but that all might have everlasting life. Yeah. The fact that all creation groans for that day uh, right. when uh, the earth will no longer be fading away like a garment, yeah. uh, no longer estranged from its creator, but rather instead be uh, more uh, once again be reconciled back to God through the the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ who gave his life uh, that we might live and so so yes there's there is something to be said that that uh, yes uh, we are not of the world but we must nonetheless be very much be in the world in the world That's and this right. is what Jesus was talking about in a sense mm. when he said to his disciples that uh, this is my church yeah. yeah it's built upon the rock That's right Jesus right? Christ which is Jesus Christ yeah, yeah. But it's built upon the rock and the gates of hell, what do you say, shall Will not, not prevail, prevail yeah. against it. That's right. Um, in other words, that um, the church and his people yes. are to be um, a point of light that expands mm. and grows and then eventually kicks down the doors of hell. Yeah. And, takes, yeah. and so the kingdom of God expands wow. and grows wow. upon this planet yeah. you know, as, as a gospel of peace and of, of yeah. salvation and of life and transformation. Uh, and of hope, and and the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of the, of the evil one, is to diminish over time, uh, and and not to expand and grow, not to remain uh, one that simply we we give over the battlefield to and say, okay, well I'm walking off the battlefield now. I'm going to go hide out somewhere in in a mountain holdout, uh, <laughs> or, or you know off down by the beach somewhere by myself, mm. or in the desert as the desert fathers did. So yeah. so it's very important that yes, we not be of the world, but we must nonetheless be. In, in the, world. the world, we have a yeah, mission yeah. that Christ has called us to. Amen. Yeah, Amen. You know, I think of yeah. the, the the great commission. Yes, that yes. Jesus gave us. It was a co-mission, yeah. a partnership That's with right. Him. Yes, uh, and that was uh, that uh, we went to uh, just well. Let me just put it very directly. Jesus said that all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go. Yes. Go ye into yes. all the world uh, and make disciples. That's right. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them whatsoever I have commanded you. Mm. And lo, I am with you even unto the very end of the wow, age. That's you know? amazing. So, 
simultaneously Jesus is saying, hey, look, you're not alone in all of this. Mm. Um, I'm giving you the authority to go out there with confidence yes. and with courage to take this message of hope that the world needs to hear just as much as you needed to hear it as well. Uh, and uh, that gives you hope beyond the problems that beset you today. Yes. Uh, and the difficult, you know, it's stronger and it's deeper than the difficulties that we think are insurmountable mm. in our present time and age, uh, whether it's politically, personally, socially, yeah. whatever, you know, medically, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. And, and he's saying, hey, look, I want you to take this message of hope that's going to expand out and extend my kingdom and bring hope to many. But Wonderful. get this, the simultaneous part of the equation is I'm not going to leave you. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we're never alone when we're involved in this with Jesus. Where's Amen. Jesus? He's, he's in with the us. mission field. Yeah. Oh, he's in the mission field. And if we're in the mission yeah. field, yeah. hey, we're together in this. Amen. So yes, Amen. Of, not of the world, but certainly in the world. In the world. And not only that, you know, Jesus loved people. When he was on earth, he walked with people and ate yes. with people. But I wish we had time, but let us um, uh, come to a short, quick break and we'll be right back. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Dear friend, we do have a free giveaway. It is the Bible Answers Mega Book with so many questions that many people have wrestling with. This book promises to give the answers. It's a free giveaway to anyone who send in the code word SA27 to the number 04888-80811. That is SA as in South Australia and the number 27. So send in that code word SA27 to the number 04888 808 and we'll make sure that we'll get that free giveaway to you. Not some tragic struggle, not some illicit. Just the story of some kids growing up in church We took in every moment With open eyes and ears And one day took to heart What we saw in those years And we saw real people with real struggles That real 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, the big Q&A with Fabiano as well as Pastor Hugh in the studio. We are wrestling with the question, does God want believers to withdraw from society under the theme, the Bible manipulation and the rise of cults? Friends, does God want believers to withdraw from society? What do you think, Pastor Hugh? Uh, I think that God wants us to stay engaged uh, with what's happening in the world. Jesus himself said to to not just to pray, to come mm. aside and pray, but also to watch and to pray. Amen. Um, and I think this is this really fits neatly into this whole, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, tension between those two aspects. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. They actually go together. And that is this idea that uh, as we are engaged with what's happening in the world, we need to also plug in to to God and and seek His uh, His view, uh, seek uh, uh, seek out uh, His uh, understanding of what's happening in the world, and and uh, be blessed and to be encouraged and strengthened by God, and then go back out into the world to share that same spirit of hope, of love, of peace, of patience, of kindness. You know, to to share really a message of of good news that the world needs to hear because we are. You know, we're good news people yeah. living in a bad news world. <laughs> we don't right. want more bad news to predominate. We, we've got to be about sharing some, some good news. Mm. And uh, But at the same time, um, whilst we will not or should not withdraw permanently, mm. and imagine if God withdrew his spirit permanently from mm. off the face of the earth, mm. no man anywhere, would, all men everywhere, men That's and right. women would cease to live yes. uh, without the spirit of God animating and, and giving us life. That's right. um, but rather, uh, there will be times where we need to come aside temporarily. <clears throat> and Jesus, I think, really exemplified this quite neatly and nicely in, in the scriptures where, you know, um, when I say nicely, there were times he went through some really horrendous times, mm. difficulties yes. uh, in his journey. But but uh, we're told in the Gospels that he would come aside, he'd withdraw yes. to desolate places and pray. <clears throat> so it's not like as if Jesus didn't do that. He would do that on occasion. Um, other times we read in the scriptures in, in the Gospel of Mark in chapter 1 there, for example, where he rose very early in the morning while it was still dark. That's right. He departed, went out to a place by himself, a desert place, and there he prayed. And so as he would do that, <clears throat> then he would uh, 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 be empowered and strengthened to go back out into that day with the Father. Uh, and to be able to to go about uh, sharing that message of hope that he came to the world to give. Wonderful. Um, you know, elsewhere in the gospels, sorry, elsewhere in the scriptures, we're told that uh, that, for example, when the when the Jewish believers back in the Old Testament, when they were in exile, and they thought to themselves, "Well, what are we going to do now? You know, uh, <laughs> we, we are we still." Uh, to go about what we were doing before, you know, are we um, still, uh, 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 to use Jesus' terms uh, that came later, you know, are we to be still a light on a hill to the mm. nations? Mm. Uh, and the message of Jeremiah to them was simply this. He said, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, Wonderful. for in its welfare you will find welfare. Oh, in its nice. favor, you will find favor. Mm. And, and so we are actually to work actively on behalf of, in, in, in intercession on behalf of those around us, of our society, of our community. And as we do that, yes. um, then we're going to start to see God do some wonderful things. Wow. And, and bear this in mind that when we act selflessly in that way and engage with what's happening in the world and get our hands a little bit dirty yes. uh, in, in bringing the, the clean, good, news of Christ, then guess what? We're going to be blessed in doing so as well. As as, as that city is blessed, uh, so we also shall be blessed. You know, I'm reminded of the uh, the parable that Jesus shared <clears throat> where he talked about the, the net mm. and he talked about casting out a net Yes, uh, and there were many fish that were caught in that net. That's right. Um, you know, do you think that that was... Uh, you know, um, rosy and, um, and and nice smelling business. It was quite quite smelly, definitely not quite stinky, right? <laughs> as he That's brought right. in all those those different fish. Yes. Um, and so, uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, as we're engaged in life with Christ, uh, we also need to be engaged in life with others for whom Christ died and whom He loves just as much as He loves you and me. Amen. Um, but yes, there will be times we need to come aside yes. temporarily. Yes. Um, but we should always be positioned. In a posture of mission, Amen. Uh, because uh, Jesus came to seek and to save, uh, and uh, and uh, of course, uh, there's coming a day where this whole planet is going to be restored to its its former glory uh, by the coming 
of the Lord. So, you know, um, just just a few thoughts there with regards to, uh, you know, should the Christian withdraw from the world? I, mm. I think uh, uh, maybe temporarily here and there, yeah. um, and certainly each day with Christ, um, but but never permanently. That's right. Because uh, we would be negating our purpose for being, the greatest purpose, the greatest joy, Amen. One, the most Amen. wonderful mission yeah. that we as yeah. Christians have been called to. Yes. Uh, and uh, so very important that we, we stay engaged in that way. Wonderful. Pastor Hugh, I wish we had more time. And uh, I would just like to ask that you pray for our listener and ourselves as well. And uh, that uh, we'll continue following Christ and his word and engaging and connecting and being missional and bringing the light to the people in, in the world. Father, just want to thank you so much for who you are. Just so grateful for the fact of uh, what you have done on our behalf, how that you have, uh, Lord, done all that can be done. <clears throat> You've given up uh, time and eternity in order to come and to uh, take our place there upon that cross, Lord Jesus. We want to thank you for, for the fact that your love has never failed us and it's so unfailing. Uh, your kindness to us is uh, just beyond measure. And Lord, we want to be able to be ambassadors and uh, Lord, light bearers of that same hope and that same kindness and and. Uh, uh, and love to others. Amen. And so, Father, we pray that uh, you'll keep us engaged with what's happening in the world um, in a way that is saying, hey, look, can I? how can I share Jesus? How can I share the hope of of, uh, of eternal life uh, with those around me? Uh, Lord, thank you for hearing our prayer, and may your blessing be upon every one of our listeners today as, Lord, we, we do not withdraw, but rather, Father, we engage uh, with those that uh, whom you love. And, uh, Lord, for the purposes that will outlive uh, will outlive the outlive the problems that beset us, and Lord, that will give us a hope and a future to look forward to. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Close to her beating heart 